0: What's up, my mammals? (laughs) Welcome back to On To Something Pod. This is another edition of Hot Minute. Mm -hmm. This is the second installment of this little round of bonus episodes that we're going to do. So Zane, you want to give like a brief overview of what the heck Hot Minute even is for those who are tuning in?
1: Absolutely, yeah. So Hot Minute is kind of like our bonus episodes that happen with the On to Something pod. Probably the best way that I could articulate it that would make your eyes roll would be like this. It's kind of like your kitchen drawer Mm. that you just put all those random things in. If you don't have that kitchen drawer, either first you got to get a kitchen or B, I don't know why you don't have a random drawer, so you need to get one, but... This is kind of one of those where it's like you never know what you're going to pull out of the drawer. So we're gonna do everything from featuring artists to featuring movies to featuring discussions just in general, yeah. maybe relevant topics, maybe something political. But this is kind of like our bonus episodes where we just get to rant about things and kind of talk and process. Like we've said before, this is not very filtered or scripted. Yeah. And we're still processing things as we go. So just know that for the fact. That's kind of what this looks like as Heck, a whole. Yeah. So what are we featuring today?
0: So, we're going to be talking about the movie Just Mercy, mm-hmm. starting the man, the myth, the legend, Michael B. Jordan, mm-hmm. and following that up with mm-hmm. uh, J.B. Fox. Mm-hmm. What a casting.
1: Yeah. Have they won awards for this? Do you know?
0: I feel like we haven't done
1: that uh, set of. Awards yet. I okay. feel like it's coming up with the next oh, couple weeks. I never keep up with those things. I'm so bad life. about it. I just wait until someone on like Twitter is it's like, like outraged. Oh, Can you believe that they got voted <laughs> on? <laughs> yeah, usually like, there's a couple people I follow just specifically for them to keep <laughs> me relevant, and that's <laughs> one of them. But relevant, first of all, would oh rest in peace. Ooh, oh oh yo, but, but they still uh-oh, exist. Oh oh, that ain't good. um <laughs> uh, back out if you don't know what we're talking about. That's fine. Um, Slide so, into my
0: DMs and I will educate yeah. you. Oh,
1: she will send you articles. But Michael B. Jordan, though,
0: bless. what a what a
1: attractive God. man. God bless God. I mean, he... I, okay, now here's my thing. I had not seen him until Black Panther. Is mm-hmm. there something before that that he was in?
0: He Or did, was that his, no, like... He did Creed.
1: See, I never saw Creed.
0: Oh, I did not think I was going to Is like Creed it. Is Creed
1: like a boxing movie? Yeah. Okay.
0: I didn't think I was going to like it, but uh-huh. it's actually... Phenomenal. Uh, I just don't also, support violence. Okay, well, I mean fair. <laughs> uh, he's also in uh, that awkward moment with Zach Afron. What? Yeah. No. Yes. No. Um, in Not Zachy poo. Yep. It is him and Zach Efron, and what? Uh, it's called that awkward moment. Oh, it's a movie. Yeah, and Miles Teller. And they play these uh, three best friends, and uh, you get to see a lot of both Zac Efron and uh, Michael B. Jordan.
1: Like a lot of them? Like a lot of them. Wow. Yeah. Well, that just rocked my world. I would never find... Either them in the same space. Yeah. So it's like a super weird thing. It was, I want to say like
0: 2013, 2014. Yeah.
1: When we went to, uh, we went with a group to actually see this. So we both saw it at the same time. When he walked out, I'm pretty sure like three out of the five of us were like, "Mm -hmm." yeah,
0: the man looks good in the suit.
1: Mm hmm. Makes it happen. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh let's move that wasn't all there was to the movie. Yeah, no, no, um, no, 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 no. Just to declare that we're not that shallow. We're pretty shallow, but I'm not sure we're <laughs> that shallow. Things that either caught your attention or disturbed you within the movie. Maybe it'd be good to just kind of set the context of like what the movie is yeah. first.
0: So Just Mercy is actually a book written by Brian Stevenson, who is a lawyer who started this like pro bono Firm in Alabama to help um, inmates who are on death row. Mm -hmm. And he takes this case with this guy named Walter McMillan, who Brian is convinced is innocent. Walter is charged with killing an 18 year old white woman. And as Brian is going through all of the paperwork and stuff, like there is zero evidence against him, it's just based on one testimony of a guy. And so it's the unfolding of that story and the appeals and the retrial and everything with that so a couple christmas ago my mom gave me just mercy the book and like i did not know this yeah i started reading it on the plane back to texas and like just lost it oh
1: wow is this why you were so like oh
0: so amped that it was a movie oh i did not know that. yeah not just because like it's michael b jordan like i'm gonna get pumped whatever he's doing i mean i
1: wasn't down <laughs> but i knew that that was a pretty big bonus yeah no 100 oh i did not so you read the book all the way yeah. through
0: and in the in the book, he's really good about like also highlighting the other um, injustices that are a part of the criminal justice system in general, not just walter's story like wow. it's a part of the book
2: uh-huh.
0: uh, but he also highlights it as like a systemic thing as well hmm. so like the end scene in the movie where they're in like the supreme court talking about like the criminal justice system and everything that's part of like the oh. overarching
1: story as okay. well. see i could put together that i knew we were doing something big systemically yeah. but i didn't wow okay yeah. those points are connected
0: yeah so the entire movie is following that I think the thing that caught my attention, um, as Brian gets to Alabama and is getting into all of his work, he goes to visit.
1: Which the- he's not from Alabama.
0: Correct. He's from he's from the East Coast.
1: Yeah. We're going to look it up here.
0: He's like not from Alabama. He goes there for an internship, mm-hmm. and he has a conversation um, with an inmate. Um, and that just completely rocks his world, and he takes a step towards creating this um, pro bono firm um, with funding um, as he's going to like meet with all the inmates for the first time working for this organization. He goes to check in at the prison and the guard tells him that like he has to be strip searched. And Brian's response is lawyers don't have to be strip searched. And the officer says, well, if you expect to see any clients then this is what you have to do and that officer ends up being a part of the entire rest of the movie the entire rest of the story and like that
1: hmm? Delaware
0: oh he's from Delaware yep but in that original scene it doesn't matter that Brian has the credentials and stuff what the Mm -hmm. officer sees is not lore he sees a black man Mm -hmm. who cannot be trusted who in his eyes is only a criminal. Therefore, you get strip searched. Mm-hmm. Like I am going to degrade you as a human, and like that was the first of three times that I lost it yeah. in the movie. And I am not a crier. That is not my mo. It's um, not on brand for Asia. But it's just like it was so hard to watch. Of like this is just this is just what happens. But what I really appreciated is that that officer is in like the rest of the movie, and mm-hmm. you kind of watch even his story develop throughout. The movie, um, There's several moments where you see him reconsidering the things that he's always known and going against the things um, that he's always done. So at one point, Walter is in solitary confinement and all of his stuff is like back in his old cell. And the officer brings Walter all of his like family photos to have. And when you're in solitary confinement, you're not supposed to have anything. Um, and so like, there's that there's also after one of the appeals before they take Walter back to the prison you see him you see brian the officer and walter out by the van and um, walter's family Family. is kind of off at a distance and the officer says like they could have a couple minutes Mm -hmm. and like unheard of that Mm -hmm. that that's a thing let alone that officer allowing that to happen and like being the one that initiates it and you just kind of see his story develop over time which like it's hard to watch but also, it's just one of those things of like experience and seeing someone as a human and not just as a thing yeah. is huge in like gaining understanding in the world.
1: Yeah. Which you you said exposure earlier, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Just on on that level and watching the development, it was really well integrated because it wasn't just a like. One minute he's like right. super harsh. And the next minute he's like, oh, I've changed everything. Mm-hmm. Like you can still tell the inner yeah. wrestling as they go through. One of the things I noticed was uh, they, make a, they make a reference when he uh, first gets into town over and over again about, you know, people people are meeting him for the first time. And they're either saying in the middle of the conversation or at the end of the conversation, have you seen the To Kill a Mockingbird Museum? Yeah. Um, which there's like, they portray just such a great pride having that which if you don't know that reference that's a book that I don't know why your English teacher did yeah. not get you to read that because I, I remember it was an important book just in development but you know I find I just I found it funny and I think the movie meant to make it funny For of sure. just like it's a way that white people were trying to be like but look what we've done mm-hmm. like or look what happened so we're good um, which is still slightly problematic even with the book because the book uh, still has Atticus, if I remember correctly, mm. Atticus is like the hero of yeah. the book, which is a white man, a white lawyer. Although this movie kind of flips that mm. as a as a whole, based on a like true event, real story. But I just, yeah, I just found it like very humorous that just bringing that up, and I'm sure that's a very common experience oh, yeah. of just wanting to try and reinforce, like we we were talking earlier of like the more you feel <laughs> like you need to say something the less convincing yeah. you are starting to become. So like the equivalent, of if you're trying to like describe, oh, I'm well-informed very sensitive to like different racial things. Yeah. So it's the like, more
0: times you bring it up, the yep. more times we're like, oh, you might be overcompensating yep. a little bit.
1: yep. Or what are you trying to convince yourself yeah. of? Which I would say is like a point of soul work to be mm-hmm. like, hey, it's time to sit down. And it's time to address. Or just time to like take it down and be like, have a posture of humility. Right. Like be willing to be corrected. Be willing to like, Be open to things. You don't have to convince people of that. So I thought that was just a really humorous way of, like, capturing a very deep reality. Very core. It's
0: a subtle jab.
1: Yep. How about another?
0: So Walter's story is the the main storyline. But Walter has two friends, like, on death row Mm -hmm. on opposite sides of his cell. And to the left, there's a veteran who has PTSD. And he is in there because he created a bomb and left it on a woman's porch. And she ended up dying because of it. And his case, his trial is completely like botched because his mental wrestling was never brought to the surface of like, not excusing, but like all the facts were not presented Mm -hmm. in this. Um, At one point, it was talking about how we send people across the seas to fight to defend our country and then they come back and then we do not take care of them and that gets at a whole other part of systemic injustice in the United States but they do an appeal process for his trial to get a stay uh, on his execution and it ends up failing and so they walk through that process and the inmate asks for Brian to be there at his execution um, because he doesn't have any family and it like walks it walks you through his preparation for execution and I knew it was getting closer and closer and there's a moment where they're sitting in like the cell right before he goes to the chair and Brian is praying with him and just could not could yeah. not do it I knew that they probably were going to show the entire process and everything and like they did. and the reality of it is like this is not like this is not a narrative that this is not a story that was made up this is a true factual story that happened to a person mm-hmm. And like that reality hit me and like, had to leave the theater. Yeah. was just so overwhelmed just by the fact that this is a real thing, but also just like I'm out in the middle of West Texas mm-hmm. and like there's this huge systemic thing that is happening that I feel so strongly so passionate about and I feel utterly helpless. And it was just like this huge thing and I just didn't know how to process it. And so I was like, can't process it right now. And it's just a crazy thing. And like, it's good to have that be a part of the movie um, and a part of the conversation, but it's also hard. Um, And I think it's good to recognize when it becomes a lot and like to take a step back. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that, that scene completely steamrolled me. And like, I was just thinking on a like, not only to recognize just the injustice of what happens in that scene, but just like, Just sitting with the death penalty as a whole, like that, if we're, if we're going to have like productive conversations about what we do as a society, as forms of punishment or whatever you want to identify or call it, I feel like as much as it should be an intellectual conversation, I feel like clips like that need to be a part of it as well. Because this is not just intellectual. No. People are not just numbers that we're trying to move around or solve um things too so i felt just very like hit the head yeah. with it on on a whole and that that's a hard scene yeah. um so like one of the heads up of this movie would be like i think every, I, i'm gonna lay my cards on there i think everyone needs to see this movie i because it's something that you need to sit in and if you're like man i i don't enjoy like dwelling on movies like this uh i think this is where i use my phrase tough nugs um yeah. because like, i don't care <laughs> this is the world that we're working in and that you are a part of it and you're a part of the decision-making process of what this looks like. But I would also say for this movie, you need to be prepared. It's, it's heavy. It's going to steamroll you. If it doesn't steamroll you, wow maybe to quote Kanye, how, could you, be so how like, could you be so heartless? I brought that song up like a week ago. And it, it's never <laughs> left me since. Uh, another thing that I, I, I saw was, and we've talked about this tension before of just the watching Michael B. Jordan's character bounce between mm. settings full of white people yeah. and settings full of black people. And obviously hearing in the settings with, uh, you know, black families and people that he's, in with and that like he feels comfortable with you hear his true voice come out yeah but you also hear him using the articulate voice for all the white settings and doing exactly what is like supposed to be proper i just really wrestle with that even even just on a context of like i get really infuriated when when someone who's not used to a context other than just hanging around with other highly white educated people when they hear like different language or different phrases and that's considered uneducated yeah. or looked down on, mm-hmm. that like truly upsets me. Yeah. It, it's what you said on uh, it's a lack of exposure. Yeah, um, But there, there's a scene that's beautiful where like he, it's during his internship, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. During his internship, he visits someone to basically give them a report that like, Hey, you're being pushed back as far as, I don't know what the wording would be. It's but, a
0: state. Like it's a, like a stay of execution.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But so it's pushing like, back the date, right? Yeah. Like in the next year, we can affirm you will not be yeah.
0: executed. He was saying, like, you have another year for sure. There we go. Yeah. And like the guy says, like, that is the best news I've yeah. heard in a long time. It's like, the best news yeah. you've heard is that you're not getting killed.
1: Yeah. Which you can tell Michael B. Jordan's character literally Shook. thinks that. he's Shook. Jordan, He's like, I'm about to deliver the worst news. And he's like, yeah. wow, that's the best news. But. You see him starting the delivery like he would a well-put-together lawyer would, mm-hmm. in which he, he's he got Harvard experience, right? So they keep leaning on that piece. Uh, but by the end of it, he's just like laughing with them. He's talking just about life in general. Um, and it's like a three-hour like time that they're together. And you hear Michael Jordan's true voice, uh, Michael B. Jordan's character's voice just come out. That's a wrestling that I have. Yeah.
0: I mean, even in that, there's a sense of exposure when his character goes back home. he talks about like not expecting to experience someone who grew up in a similar setting who was a part of like the church choir who played piano oh, yeah. Who, yep. like is the same age, he did not imagine having to sit across from that and have that conversation. Yeah. And like through that three hours, they became friends, were just joking around and being buddies. Even in that, there's an exposure level of, this is crazy, that this is the reality that I'm sitting in. The switching between languages and how you talk about things is what's called code switching. Uh-huh. So you have one code for one setting and one for the other. And it's predominantly for like people of color, but I mean, anyone can do it. Like if you just take a week and notice how you talk about certain things in certain situations, Mm -hmm. everyone has a different way to talk about things based on comfortability. Mm -hmm. But it's especially huge in black culture because when he's out at like the family land and he's talking to all of their family, you can hear that grammar isn't a thing Like you were just talking. You're just... You're just having a conversation you're not worried about like one-upping someone or anything like that and then like what you're saying when he's like in the lawyer's office in the to commit the to kill a mockingbird city i
1: thought you were about to say cotillion i was like oh wow that that <laughs> turn.
0: he's in that city and you can just hear he's slower in his responses yep. they're more calculated of like i'm not going to give them any reason yeah to not yeah and when one of the family friends agrees to testify that there's no way that Walter could have been there, and he gets arrested for perjury mm-hmm. when he goes into that office and finds the officer and also that lawyer from the other town, and he like kind of comes unglued. You can see almost the instant regret that he has mm-hmm. of like I am now I've given them a reason to treat me less than
2: right.
0: like yeah. I've slipped up, and it's just like how do you how do you, how are you supposed to keep c- contain your composure? you is telling you like you are not with anything
1: yeah oh man yeah which is completely exhausting on a level that I think some people don't even think about as a whole do we want to move to uh move to maybe talking about what to prepare for
0: it's a hard movie Mm -hmm. just wrestling with the story in general um but everything underlying as well of like the system and everything like that like we were talking about the execution scene can be hard like this is what happened The reality that this happened in the late 80s, early 90s, like that's not that long ago. Yeah. Um, Like this is still a very, very fresh thing that's happening. And you're prepared to just have to wrestle with some stuff police and police brutality, kind of how rivals work. What would you say?
1: I think the one thing that I would probably highlight with it is. And I hate to give him credit. One of the people that we went to the movie with, as we were walking out, he was like, so what'd you think? I felt steamrolled, but I didn't have that language to call it steamrolled. (laughs) And I said, I just, you know, I just feel, I think I used the word sick. I feel Mm -hmm. very sick after, after kind of watching it, even though it's got some encouraging pieces, but he said it really well. He was just like, well, I think, I think that's what they want you to leave the movie Mm -hmm. with Was the feeling of it being unresolved. Right. Because the reality is things are still the reality. Yeah. Yeah. Things are still very unresolved. And I think I would just be prepared for that. And I still hold to the Mm -hmm. statement earlier everyone needs to sit in this, even if this is uncomfortable, if it's not something that would naturally interest you, or if you're the only type of person that's like, I want a rom com and that's what I need. Like, find that night for it, schedule the bachelor on Tuesday, but like, but that would probably be my one thing. And, you know, be prepared at the end. I thought it was so revealing that one of the things that they highlight is the sheriff uh, is kind of one of the masterminds of the oppression Mm -hmm. that happens. And at the rolling of the credits, it says the people, do you remember this? Yeah. The people reelected him six more times afterwards. Six. Which when I read that, I was like, wow, that's what fear looks like in a yep. sentence. Uh, even though like this case was like proven to be wrong mm-hmm. all along, uh, it's fear. So I, I, w- I would also say like, let's not be fearful to enter in movies like this and right. uh, also conversations like this. And yeah, I think, I think that's what I'd tell people to be prepared for. Anything, you know, we kind of bounced around on a couple of it, but anything that you think this is on to.
0: Yeah, I think even like what you were saying of like, don't be fearful of having conversations. Don't be fearful of even going and seeing the movie, Mm -hmm. Um, not letting fear be a driving force. Like, I think that's a huge thing in the movie of like the unknown, like a large part is like, okay, so if Walter didn't do it, then who did it? And there's like this fear of unknown. Like there's someone who did it. And it says in the credits, like, there's a guy who they thought
1: Did it, but he
0: wasn't. Ended up being tried for it. It's like there's fear in that, but also like just fear and like not knowing what to do after this movie. And I think that something that the movie is onto is like what, what does it look like to be confronted with something and then have to sit with that, being okay with that? Of like sometimes the beginning of something is like not knowing and working from there, Mm -hmm. because you get a group of people not knowing together. And you start processing, you're gonna move somewhere. Mm -hmm. I think it's onto that, but also even outside of dealing with race or diversity or anything like that, you have to have exposure and experience to things in order to grow as a human. Mm -hmm. So it's like this is an exposure piece to what's happening race wise, what's happening in the prison system as a whole. But in order to be a citizen of the United States, to be a citizen of the world, to be a like a part of a community is to engage. And I think it's an invitation to engage with the world around you with the hard issues, things that are uncomfortable, but also to do
1: that with like a group of people. This is probably not just a, a hot minute conversation. right? It's an ongoing conversation yeah, for sure. Yep. Any other final thoughts? I don't know.
0: It's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. I, not, I walked away with a lot of questions
1: mm-hmm.
0: of kind of singing the unknown of what do you do from here after you see and hear that? Like, mm-hmm. What is the action step? Like I'm very action actionary, very like task driven. Yeah. Give me the next thing. Yeah. So like what what do we do from here? Mm-hmm. Um but I think that's an okay this thing to sit with and to sit with other people in. Um, even though it's kind of sucky. And
1: it's the unresolved thing. Yeah. It needs to inspire that. All mm-hmm. right, so final question. And this this one we haven't even talked about. Good. Do you um do you believe that michael b jordan and his playing of black panther do you feel like he did better in that movie or better in this movie which one
0: i think at first i would say how are you even able to compare the two wow
1: what a shot to black panther
0: no no no. i think it's an incredible movie (laughs) one i'm just super sad that he ended up being bad in that movie Mm. and like spoilers dies like
1: dang you just did that all right there it is.
0: Because it's like, that's so sad. Like, I understand he was a bad guy and, like, right. he to to die. Right. But it's like, wow, he won't be a part of, like, Marvel Universe that's anymore. That's true. And that made me really sad.
1: That's true. They missed an opportunity there.
0: And I just feel like there's nothing redemptive about that. Whereas, yeah. like, he did, like, some work in this movie. Yeah. I think, also, it's getting at, like, core issues of what he believes in. And so, like, you can see passion. The scene that we talked about earlier when he strip-searched of course like he's a phenomenal actor but like you felt
2: Mm -hmm. the
0: pain Mm -hmm. because like i'm sure it's very easy to put yourself in that of like if this happened to me Mm -hmm. how would i feel Mm -hmm. um whereas like black panther is this make-believe yeah just fun stuff and Mm -hmm. so like it's really hard for me to compare the two Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but like if i had to hands down this
1: yeah i feel like the emotional ability is way more in that movie than the other movie He just looks epic in Black Panther. I think he looks epic in
0: both movies. Okay,
1: fair enough. Well done. Well done. All right, I think we've done a hot minute on this for (laughs) sure. I'm not sure if this hot minute was just on Just Mercy or if it was a hot minute on (laughs) Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) If y'all haven't
0: seen his, it's like 73 questions or whatever with Michael B. Jordan that he does um, with Vogue. It's a YouTube video. Oh, wow. Um, It's incredible. He does it at his parents' house. And it is so precious. Take a minute, watch it. He's an incredible human.
1: That's hilarious. All right, this has been a Hot Man with Zane and Deej signing off. All right, see you next time. Bye, y'all.